2: Frank Proctor. No, uh, you're not. You're the Sous Chef. Co- well, I'm
3: the,
2: the Sous Chef. Uh, oh, see, I can't even I can't even play with my own title here.
3: Well, you're not. I'm the, the undergardener.
2: I'm yeah, the Sous Chef of the Garden is what I am. Always trying to steal my show. I, I well, and I'm doing pretty good at it, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good Mr. Morning. Geniality. James Patrick Dooley. That will be the voice you hear when you call these numbers 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it's Toll Friggy. Eight six six seven 866 744 740 and oh yeah, our little mantra, of course, as usual call early, call often, one question per call, there you go, and if you're a first time caller, please let us know because that's what you'll hear, you'll be welcomed to the uh, garden show you'll get your wings,
3: that's okay? right or your
2: spade, maybe you. Know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> starting maybe with a trowel, a trowel, uh,
2: alright uh, very good, you're right,
3: what's the difference between a Trowel on a spade. A trowel is like a handheld oh. tool, whereas a spade is a long Oh, hand-held. I see.
2: Okay. Oh, right? Oh, you know, you either, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Baby right. Baby steps. No, right? I, I, I accept the uh, correction. Yes. Red faced though I am.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No problem. Okay. Okay. Lots going on. Oh, I can tell you. Um, I can tell right now. Yep. You know it. I got pages and pages. And as I mentioned <laughs> to you, I have emails rolling in as I speak. <laughs>
2: Did we mention it's Charlie Dobbin here uh, along with me in the garden show?
3: Proctor, and Proctor. Yes. This is the garden show.
2: Exactly. Yes. So
3: welcome and we look forward to your calls. And you don't need to always just have a bad thing going on in your garden. We're always happy to hear about good things going on too. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Okay, so today, a reminder – Everybody in the Ancaster area, people who live in Ancaster, you have free admission to the Royal Botanical Gardens today and tomorrow. As a very special thank you for all your hard work and help to keep those gardens going on well and looking good. Turns out I did receive an email as well from Rosemary Dobson to remind me, to remind you that the Ontario Regional Lily Society is having their annual show at RBG today and tomorrow. Uh, today, it's this afternoon, one thirty to 5. Tomorrow is 10 until 3. And afterwards, the lily stems are auctioned off. Oh. So that's kind of fun at, uh, to take home some gorgeous lilies. Uh, now, RBG, as you all know, is in Burlington at 680 Plains Road West.
2: Those who might not be familiar with RBG...
3: Royal Botanical Gardens. There you go. I did say that initially. I was just uh, getting
2: okay. down to my
3: mm. acronyms as I go along. <laughs> today, as well uh from 10 to 5 the community care durham uxbridge's 17th annual gardens of uxbridge garden tour is happening it's self-guided tour only 25 dollars, but that includes a delicious box lunch to take on the road or enjoy at the uxbridge seniors center so i would if you're interested go head to the uxbridge senior center get yourself a ticket and a lunch and hit the road and see some cool gardens Today, as well, the Bob Cajun community will be open to visitors from ten until four. Tour tickets are available at each of the nine gardens. I am telling you it's nonstop. The Nobleton and King City Horticultural Society is hosting a garden tour tomorrow from ten until four. Tickets are only ten dollars and can be purchased tomorrow at the King Township Museum or at the gardens themselves. For more information, triple W. Alt Flora, A-L-T Flora.com slash Nobleton. Uh, Again, tomorrow in Burlington, there is a garden tour in support of the Carpenter Hospice from 10 until 5. Ten beautiful gardens between the Roseland area and the downtown core will be showcased. Each garden, of course, depicting the homeowner's individual style. The cost is $20 a ticket, and you may purchase the tickets at Holland Park Garden Gallery, Euro-style Flower Market, and Cudmore's Garden Centre. Hmm. Telling you, it's just wacky. Okay, now I mentioned last week that uh, the uh, Garden Walk Buffalo big event. Right, remember I told you how big this event is? Yes. Three hundred and sixty-six gardens. Oh my gosh. To visit yeah. over two days. Oh, how would you ever decide eh, which ones to go to but anyway uh, it's Saturday and Sunday July 27th and 28th it is the largest largest garden tour in the United States and perhaps the world and I did receive an email from Cindy Loomis thank you for that shout out uh, appreciate the getting the feedback she is the president of Garden Walk Buffalo
2: yeah did a little plug last
3: week she heard the yeah. plug and she she's the one who said it could be the largest garden tour in the world so wow. I'm going to run with that I think that's a good idea um, she's invited all of us to visit her garden, which is part of the tour, and she lives on. She's in the Cottage District tour zone because I guess they kind of zone Buffalo into different districts. She's at eighty nine Sixteenth Street, and I'm thinking we should all just hop in a That'd bus. That'd be a great idea, and go here after could, the show.
2: We could get James Patrick Dooley as our chauffeur.
3: There you go. He's so yeah. multi talented,
2: and we could have martinis in the back seat on the way up. Happy
3: birthday! That sounds like a darn it, good idea. Yeah, We'd take a number of hours to get there. We could have a few martinis. <laughs> um, Wait, I've got one more. Oh, right, okay. the CNE. <clears throat> Speaking of the CNE, we're quite close to oh, the Canadian man, I can't believe that. National Exhibition. Yeah. And those cars are making a lot of noise right now. I guess well, they're yeah. running practice loops or something. <laughs> it's the Indy. It's, so remember, Lakeshore's closed. Don't be coming downtown and thinking Very you're, loud. you're on the Lakeshore. Mm. But um, again, uh, Rosemary Dobson sent me an email reminder to let you know that if you are interested in entering the 2013 CNE Garden Show, all the information is on um, is online, uh, including the entry form. Uh, what you do is you go under CNE 2013, Horticultural Show, and then you'll find the schedule. There are 50 pages for all the shows. That includes vegetable shows, flower shows, all the kinds of – The whole deal. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a big deal. Um, now, the closing date was July 12th, which is yesterday – but Rosemary is convinced that if you get it in the mail by Monday, your okay. application will be accepted. Hey, so it's open. To this show is open to the general public. Now, this is a competition, right? You're trying to grow the best, okay. whether it's an African violet or a geranium or a sweet potato. So you are want to compete with the general public. As Rosemary said, it's fun to participate and go home with ribbons and prize money.
2: Well, now that my ears picked up right there. I was going to say yes. It would. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. I'll bring my dandelion in. See how I do. Uh, all righty. Hey, we're going to be uh, shooting off to the phone calls here in just moments. We've got folks already lined up, or at least James Patrick Dooley has. and uh, we'll be uh, chatting with David when we return here on the Garden Show from AM seven forty.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And we're uh, off and running here. Uh, a little later on the show, if we get time, I want I want Charlie to tell you about Monday when she was caught in the garden as the rain hit. The big, rain. The you big rain. Yeah, no, you didn't have big rain we, in St. Catharines. We missed Catherine's. it in St. Catharines, but man, We I, had
3: big rain where I live in Richmond Hill. My two
2: sons and family they let me know all about it. <laughs> well, let's let's get a clue into what's going on in Brantford. Mm-hmm. And David is on the line to describe what's happening there. Hi, David.
3: Good morning, Frank. Morning, David.
4: Good morning, Charlie. What's going on in your garden? Well, I have a Dutchman's pipe. Mm-hmm. And it is gone crazy. <laughs> it's coming up under the, uh, the driveway, um, the sidewalk. Um, it's cool. just. It's gone crazy. I can't control it. What the heck is a Dutchman's it, pipe? Well,
2: it's I'm a, thinking of somebody out there in the yeah. driveway smoking away. Or well, what?
3: the flowers kind of look like a Dutchman's pipe. You know oh, that, really? that yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Sherlock Meerschaum yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Sherlock Holmes, but a straight pipe. That's well, what the flowers look like. That's where the name comes from.
4: Well, I want is try to kill it, but I don't know how to do uh, it. Where
3: did you plant it originally? Is it up against the house or well, out?
4: it's uh, on the fence? Uh-huh. And uh, it was growing, growing really well. For, you know, about five years, then all of a sudden it started to come up under the grass.
0: The backyard is just covered. Mm. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, this, so many of the vines are so vigorous that they become invasive. And the rain this year has certainly fed their ability to grow like stink. Mm. It's, a, it's a real hard one. right. Um, honestly, two ways to kind of work on eliminating this plant. One is you will, uh, if possible, dig as much of the root out as you possibly can. Now I recognize that's you'll never get all the root out, but at least if you can go to where it was originally planted and get out a an axe as necessary or whatever you can, if you can get some of that root out, do so. Right. The other way you will slowly but surely kill it is by removing all the the above-ground parts. Now, I mean, uh, you know, any tendrils, any vine, any climbing bits. By removing all the leaves and the green bits, you will starve the plant of its ability to photosynthesize, and slowly but surely it will die no matter what. Oh, okay. But it's a hard one. I mean, when it's coming up in the lawn and, like you said, the driveway, um, uh, don't hesitate to use things like... um, you know, there's the, the horticultural vinegar solution that you can certainly spray when we're talking in the driveway area because it, the spray will kill anything that you contact. So you obviously wouldn't want to spray in the lawn. Oh, okay. Though you, you'll kill that bit of Dutchman's pipe, you'll also kill your lawn. Right. So wherever you can use that spray, I would do so on a hot, sunny day particularly because it works even better on the, on the hot sun to kill whatever it is you're trying to eliminate.
0: Okay.
3: Um, but, yeah, it's really it's going to be a bit of a process, I'm afraid oh, to say. It's a pain. It, I tell
4: you, it's ridiculous. But as you say, with all of this rain, mm-hmm. it's just gone crazy this year. It
3: has. And I think we're seeing the same thing with any of our super vigorous vines, whether it's wisteria or Boston ivy or trumpet vines, they're all just way too happy this right. year. Hey, okay, Charlie. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. And thanks, hey, thanks, for, thanks for joining the show.
2: Bye, you bet. Take care. Uh, David from Brantford there, first caller on The Garden Show from AM 740, as we broadcast live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Mm-hmm. Well, let's have a little chat here. On with
3: this gorgeous, gorgeous day. Oh, it's an
2: absolute sparkling day! You should be out in the garden. Yeah, today. look
3: at how blue the sky I is. Know. There's not even a
2: cloud. Thank goodness. Karen is on the line. Good morning, Karen.
3: Good morning. Morning. Morning, Charlie. What's going on in your garden, Karen? Oh, not much. <laughs> I am um, <laughs> That's not a morning, good sign. <laughs> I planted morning glory
5: seeds um, in the spring.
3: Uh huh.
5: And they were called fast-growing morning glory, and I've got, and it's a north-facing wall,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and I've got beautiful green leaves and no flowers.
3: Okay, so a couple of things. One is morning glory wants to be in full sun. So when okay. we plant morning glory and expect you know good growth and good flowering, it you want a minimum of six hours of direct sunlight in the area where you plant them.
5: Right. Well, they get the afternoon sun, and mm-hmm. that in the same spot I've done every year, and I've had uh, flowers before.
3: Oh, okay. The other thing that's going on, <clears throat> and this one you can't control, this goes back to the rain. See, right. morning glory, many plants will flower best when they're under a little bit of stress. The argument is that the plant thinks that it might die not that it's thinking this, but we, you know, anthropomorphize that the plant is thinking it might die, so it's flowering before it dies because the point of flowering is for seeds to be formed so the genes will continue. So with all the rain... Morning yeah. Glory is super happy to just grow green leaves because why worry about flowering? You know, yeah, okay. it's so happy. And that that's an issue. It's The plants are just too happy this year. There's just way too much moisture out there. So if there's any way, now, whatever you, you do, don't water it. Don't fertilize it. You know, don't coddle it. Yell at it a bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> give it a hard time. Let it think that, you know, life is not good. And little tough know, love. Little tough love. And you should see, particularly with the sun we're getting now, we're getting some dry days, uh, you should... Should see some flowers, but of course they're early morning flowers. You got to be out there in right. the morning to see them, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they don't last very long. They last till the afternoon. So, right, right.
5: No, I've had I've had good um, flowering in the last couple of years, and yeah. this year again I've got lovely green leaves.
3: Yeah. Well, whatever you do, no fertilizer. Because nope,
5: I just let them grow. Yeah,
3: because that's the other thing. You know a plant like a morning glory is getting too much food when it's growing a lot of green leaves. Mm-hmm. It's got too oh, okay. much nutrient, and that's using that to just grow a bigger plant. And so you is want flowers.
5: just from the soil itself? I, I mean, yeah. literally, I'm a gardener that just lets
3: things Go, do the yeah. whole thing. Good. Well, allow it to keep going, and like I said, yell at, it a bit, yell at it a bit and hope for more heat and sun, and you're likely to see some flowers. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Karen. Okay, Karen, okay. thanks for
2: joining the show. I can just imagine her out there and the neighbors yeah. looking in there. Here <laughs> she's screaming at the plants. Yes. Whoa, you sons of guns.
3: Flower. Yeah. You're there for flowers. I mean, well, that's it, right? We now, want
2: payback. You always, always learn something from Charlie. Uh, Not always good things, <clears> though. though. Oh, that – yeah, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> that's true. But there was one word you used. I just love long words. Mm-hmm. And it was a $3 word you threw out there.
3: Supercalofragilisticexpialidocious. Anthro-
2: su- Anthra- oh, stop that. <laughs>
3: Anthropomorphize. No, anthro. Anyway, whatever it is. Well, that's what I wanted to check with you on. I oh. wanted to get the correct All relaxation. right. Let me all spell it out for you okay. later. In the meantime, we'll see what's going on in sc- – or should we go for a break? Maybe? Uh,
2: yes, we have to go for a break. We do have to go for a break. And, and then do we'll, some exercises and, on the and, way. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll get – I'll, I'll actually stand up. Oh, my goodness. I know this is an unheard of thing, but Frankie stands. <laughs> yep. And, you know, and I'm hearing, I am standing. And I'm
3: not hearing any <laughs> creaks. <laughs> And why is it you're standing up? Because you're feeling better.
2: I'm getting my little arms going You've here. You've been taking mm. your
3: Sierra Sil on yes. a daily basis, and you're able to maintain the kind of activities – oh, my goodness, I've got I, to cover my eyes. He's <laughs> going to be getting his speeder out in a minute um, – freedom to maintain all those favorite activities because of reduced aches and stiffness, right? right? Exactly. Me too. Three little pills at night. I take mine at night. Me too. I he find does. that's the yes. best time. And then uh, with lots of water. And yeah, just uh, the, the joints don't hurt, which is great when you're golfing or exercising mm-hmm. or gardening, whatever the case may be. So if you're interested in learning more, sierrasill.ca or phone them at one eight seven seven joint 14 or you can pick up SierraSill at many health food stores, including Good Health Mart on Marycraft. Mary Croft Avenue in Woodbridge.
2: And that is S I E R R A
1: S I L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Well, uh, you know, Charlie, we have a, a free line here that I better let folks know uh, is available right now at 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, of course, toll free, <coughs> 1-866-740-4740. That's to talk to Charlie Dobbin, who is the master gardener here.
3: And I'm being master wordsmith today, too. You are. Now,
2: that anthropomorphism, well, <laughs> that big word. Here it is.
3: Anthropomorphize with a Z. Okay, what does that mean? It means to ascribe human characteristics to things not human. Ah, right? well, there you go. So when I said the plants are thinking that they're going to die, so they quickly have to flower before they die. In that order was to, a perfect example
2: that, of, of that long word. I loved yeah, yeah, it, okay, $3 word. <laughs> well, now. I'll take
3: three bucks. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Bill in Scarborough, anxious to talk to you. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Charlie and Frank.
3: Morning, Bill.
6: I talked to you previously about a white peony or white peony, yellow peony that I have grown in the backyard. Uh huh. I'm having a problem though. It's that uh, it grows over six feet wide and it's only four feet tall, and it's spreading all over the place. And I'm wondering how I can prune this because I'm a little leery of pruning it because every spring I have to cut back the dead wood on the ends of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a tree peony, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a woody, got some woody stems. They are an interesting plant. I find, I'm sort of in the exact same situation, except mine is not only, as you, you said, yours is about six feet wide. Mine's about four feet wide and four feet tall, which is just too big. And you're absolutely right. This is a it's like a shrub. So it's a woody plant that has beautiful flowers in the spring. So we will do our trimming now or preferably even a month ago because if we leave the trimming too late in the season, we will um impact next year's blooms.
6: So is there, is y- there any danger of of, uh, of killing it by cutting it back?
3: Uh not really. Um keeping in mind that you would just by, you know, kind of the rule of thumb is never prune more than one third of the plant off at any one season. So that means, you know, look at sort of your overall dimensions and think about shrinking it by a third. And you could go right in at ground level and take some of those stems out so that you can bring that plant back into a more controllable size. Uh, And that's exactly what I have to do as well. It's just getting impacted, it's too crowded, and you cannot move it. This is a Japanese tree peonies, you do not move. They do not survive transplant.
6: No, I find the center of this peony is almost bare of branches, oh, yeah. and it's, it seems to be making a circle around itself.
3: Right. So it's coming up probably front suckers from the root, and the original bit that you planted is the oldest, and that's in the center, and that's where you're seeing the most death. So, um, you know, if you can, it's hard probably to even see what's going on right now. It's so full of leaves. But if you can get in right away, first of all, take out anything dead, and then no. at that point, stand yeah. back and do some, you know, just literally, you're going to remove some of those suckers right from from ground level, and if, as you say, the center is not healthy, it could partially have to do with the fact that the sun hasn't been able to get into the center, air circulation, etc., has caused that center bit to die out. So that's why, again, pruning is a good idea for that long-term health of the entire plant.
6: Would I go back into the woody stock, or would I just take the leafy ends? Off? Oh no,
3: don't hesitate to take some of that woody stock out as well. If you want to really shrink the plant, you're going to have to take some of the woody stock out. I see. Okay.
6: Oh, that's very good. And mm. I, I'm, I'm just worried about killing it because it's been beautiful. I have I know. been getting around 70 blooms a year. Wow, now. that's hey.
3: beautiful. Oh. Yeah, well, so that's it. I mean, if you, keeping in mind that by shrinking the plant, you're going to have fewer blooms, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have fewer opportunities for it to bloom on. But nevertheless, if it's just uh, too big, proportionally taking over, then, you know, you are the master.
6: Yeah, I'm just afraid it's killing itself. No,
3: you won't. Yeah, well, that's right. It is. Well, it's killing itself in the center, but of course, you've got lots of good, healthy growth on the outside by the sounds of it. All right. Thanks, Bill.
6: No, thank you very much. Good question. Happy though. chopping, Bill.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, and it's perfect. A nice yeah. dry, little bit of dry weather. Yep. We're in a good day for pruning. Normally, in July, plants would be suffering because it would be hot and it would be dry. And we would say, no, no, don't do any radical pruning right now because plants are suffering. Typically, we're in a kind of a drought at this time of year. Yep. But this year, not, well, not at so all. much, no. So we've got lots of opportunity on a nice dry day like today to prune if you need to.
6: Have a great weekend, Bill. Dry weather to kill some of those
2: weeds we got.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That are growing
3: true. so fast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Uh, hey, Dorothy's calling in this morning. Hi, Dorothy. Good morning.
3: Charlie. morning, mm. Dorothy. Uh, when I talked to you earlier
5: in the spring mm-hmm. about my cyclamen plant, mm-hmm. you said to water it from the bottom, mm-hmm. which I did. Mm-hmm. And I now have 15 blooms. Wow. But they spread out like a Ferris wheel. Aw, no kid. How sweet and is I that? And I don't know how to keep them straight.
3: Because <laughs> they're all like kind of lying down, you mean?
5: Well, out about um, 15 degrees. 40, mm-hmm. Yeah, about 15, 45 degrees. And the thing is, I now think maybe I should water it from the top.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Don't water it from the top because, if you recall, one of the reasons we do water from the bottom is we want to avoid having water pool in the center because, remember, there's a little – it's not really a bulb. It's a corm that the cyclamen is growing from, and it's kind of got a cup shape to it. So it's concave. And if you water from the top, you're likely to water into that little corm, and then the water sits in that concave cavity, and then you rot it, and then it dies. Oh, and how many times a year will it bloom? I would say you're having very good luck with it. The trick, well, um, it should bloom twice a year, but it needs optimal conditions. And sometimes it's hard to give optimal conditions because cyclamen do the best when it's, the temperatures are quite cool and at this time of year of course it's pretty hard to have cool enough temperatures to really get the cyclamen going that's why we see them for sale in the grocery stores and the garden centers mm-hmm. through right around the christmas season and valentines and that whole kind of winter time because yeah. that's when it's easier to get them to bloom they don't need a ton of sun they do need cool temperatures and they need exactly what you've been giving which is that watering from the bottom yeah now the leaves itself look like they're dying Well, because, as I mentioned... not the flowers. That's great. No, I know. Well, the thing is, is that it does need a resting period in between flowering. So even though it might look like it's dying, it might just be going into a bit of a dormant period. So never water by the calendar. Only water because the plant needs water. You'll you'll know it's wanting to have a little sleep, a little dormant time, because it won't be using that water that you've been giving it. So feel the soil before you water. When everything goes limp, it doesn't mean it's dry. It might be going limp because it just wants you to leave it alone for a while.
5: But when the leaves turn green, at least sort of, well, easy color. yeah.
3: Yep. That means that they're dying. That's right. Get out your little scissors and trim them. Oh, trim them. Yep. Oh, okay. Thanks okay. ever so much. Thanks, <laughs> right. Dorothy. Thanks, Dorothy.
2: Uh, yeah, you are listening to the Garden Show great. from AM seven forty. I love it. Holding forth is Charlie Dobbin, our oh, master are gardener. You making I'm making me Proc- again? No, I'm not. Yes, no. You are. Hey, we've got a call from the states. My gosh, uh, I've got to find out where Richard is calling from. Good morning, Richard.
4: Good morning, Frank.
2: Yeah, where where are you located?
4: Well, uh, Dunkirk, near Dunkirk, New York. Oh, Kirk. right, yeah. Welcome. How are you? Fine. Both of you? Good. Great. By the way, Frank, is your first full name Franklin? Yes, it is. Yes, I thought, I remember when when you had your birthday there, they were talking That's about it. Franklin David Proctor. <laughs> yes, and you would never believe what his first name is. Oh, okay, uh, what? Charles. <laughs> what? Went by Charlie. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> my, I'm... Have a huge burning bush. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have all these others growing underneath it. Mm-hmm. All this dropped seedings and so forth. It started. Hmm. Can I transplant those into a kind of a moist soil? Will they take a moist semi-moist soil?
3: Uh, we, I, this is a spot in the garden where it's always moist or low. Yes,
4: low. unfortunately, oh. it's on a bank, on the side of a bank, by the, And and we get quite a bit of, you know,
3: right rain, now the
4: rain holds there. Yeah, like a
3: swale. Point. But right now, where your original burning bush is located is probably not a low-lying area. It's quite a... Right. I would not recommend... I mean, for all the work it would be to do that transplanting, I think you would find that those little uh, saplings, if you will, or transplants would not particularly like such a wet spot.
4: That's what I had in.
3: But you know who loves moisture? Any of the willows, if you wanted to... If you know where there's any willows you don't even need to buy willow you can just sure. take a piece uh dogwood in general like a fairly moist spot um oh. elderberry loves a moist spot so there's so there are options mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
4: Great,
2: Richard. I got to tell you before you go, uh, James Patrick Dooley, our producer. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the little monitor in front of us, he lets us know who's on the line, where you're calling from, et cetera, yeah. and maybe what you know what you're going to be talking about. And uh, what he had typed in <laughs> was. <laughs> Richard calling from New York State, burning bum. No. <laughs> the issue. Oh, now I'm getting the business from. He's got. Oh, geez,
4: I'm in uh, trouble. That's I'm true, in trouble. That's true. Well, <laughs> I'm bringing Bush, bringing bum, okay. bum into the sense because it has all this. <laughs> growth underneath it. You get all this stuff
3: growing. <laughs> it almost looks, in the fall, it probably does look like a big burn.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you I'm being cheeky this morning. A cheeky little devil. Uh, you thank are. You, thank you very much for the call, Richard. All right. Good okay. luck with that, Richard. Thank you. So you. Bye bye now. Uh, here in the Garden Show, we're going to talk to uh, Joyce in Newmarket. Hey, and I understand, Joyce, you're a first time caller. Here you go.
7: Well, thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Thanks. I'm
7: calling about something that's eating all the leaves off my rose bushes, Mm. the leaf alone, and leaving the roses, and also eating the leaves on the,
3: um, um, oh my God, what's the name of it?
7: (laughs) It escapes me. Anyway, the rose bush in particular.
3: So the roses, the flowers are untouched. Untouched. But the leaves are disappearing right before your very eyes. Totally gone. Totally gone. And not green one day and missing the next?
7: Well, no, it takes a bit, but uh, they gradually disappear to
3: nothing. Okay, so when they've been in that disappearing process, have you ever looked closely to see if you can see anything on the leaves?
7: I don't see anything. I can see that they're chewed, though.
3: From the edges, the outside edges? From the outside edges, edges, yes. Okay, I think what you've got going on there, and they've probably moved on in their life cycle, is a little insect. It's called a sawfly, uh now there's roses have their own so it's a rose sawfly but when it's a baby sawfly, it's a larval form. So it's like a little worm. Oh. And it's, exact, it's green, so it's the exact same color as the leaves. And they lie their little bodies along the edge or the margin of the leaf and they chew. And as the leaf shrinks in, their little bodies just hug and they just chew, 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 that's chew. Smart little devils. And aren't they're they? very hard to see because they are so camouflaged right along yeah. that edge. And it's only like you say that, you know, one minute you've got an oval shaped leaf, the next minute you've got a leaf that's not oval shaped. <laughs> Anymore. It's got, you know, big edge missing. And you look and you go, well, who did that? And then you look again and you go, oh, it's right there. See little little devil Eating away right there. So they, but they, all the chewing that they do goes on for 10 days, two weeks, and then they move on, they pupate to then become an adult, which is actually a fly, and uh, not a, not a, um, anything that will do any damage to your roses. So I suspect that might be what was doing the chewing. Otherwise, the other culprit would be Japanese beetles, but of course Japanese beetles love rose flowers as well as leaves, and they'll actually choose flowers first and only go to the leaves after the flowers have been decimated.
7: Yeah, the, ro- the roses themselves are... Perfectly intact,
3: but they look silly with no leaves. I uh, bet.
7: Yes, this happened last year as well, mm. and now this year the leaves are all gone. I have a red one and a white one. The white one, um, pretty much, the plant is
3: almost dead now. Well, you see, the the problem is, is that with no leaves, the plant can't photosynthesize. It's got green bark on the on the newer growth, so it's absorbing yes. sunlight through its you know canes and attempting to, you know, stay alive, because that's what plants do, right? They, they make carbohydrate, and they make energy from the sun, and uh, that's, that's how they stay alive, like I say. So defoliation of a plant is stressful. If the plant is healthy enough, it will grow another set of leaves. If it is too weak, then it dies.
7: And what do you do to get rid of this uh, off-fly?
3: What I do on my roses is I, first of all, find them, and I just pick them off. I just stand there and I pick them off and I squish them.
7: Okay, well, I guess they're all gone now because there's not a leaf left. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, but yeah, Yeah.
3: so, but you mentioned that there were some other plants that they were chewing. So, take a look, look really closely along the edges of the leaves, Uh, you know, sort of get different angles. And and I think you, you know, you may see something there uh, if there is still damage occurring. And just like I say, pick them off or say, you know, a soap solution will kill as well or bug be gone, any of the pyrethrin based uh, insecticides will work. Assuming you coat the insect with the spray. Okay. Thank All you right. How so much? Good luck with that. Thanks, Joyce. Thanks for your call. Thanks.
2: And don't be stranger. Come on back sometime. Okay. <laughs> first time caller. Matter of fact, let mm. me just uh, quickly say before we take a little break here, ask not for whom the bell tolls. It will toll for Suzanne in Stony Creek. Another first time caller oh, coming up in just a couple wonderful. of moments. Oh, wonderful! But we have to do our little exercises again. Oh, you get yes. to it! And I'm going to demand that James Patrick Dooley stand up with me. I think yes, he's. See, he's he, he, oh, there he yes. goes! There he goes! Flexing oh the my
3: goodness! See, he oh. doesn't take Cirazol, but he's no. he's getting creakier as he gets older. <laughs> I think I can hear him from here. <laughs> <He's> t- <laughs> Poor James, we're really picking on him today. Well, he's too young. He's not like a boomer zoomer no, like no. we are, right? If you are a boomer slash a zoomer who wants to maintain uh, all your favorite activities and be pain free at the same time, you may find that Sierra Sil can work for you. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody, but if it's gonna work, you're gonna feel better within 14 days, and that's where the phone number comes in: one eight seven seven joint fourteen, or give them a uh, sorry, try them on the web: Sierra uh, or that is available in many health food stores, including all the Whole Foods markets, of which there are more and more sprouting up all over the place. And they sell Sierra Sil right there at Whole Foods.
2: S I E R R A
0: S I L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams.
1: you pick picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And just before we get to our next caller, a uh, real note here that we have one free line right now at... 416 360 That's for Toronto area callers. Anywhere else in the province, hey, toll-free, 866 740 Okay. Let's uh, welcome to the line from Stony Creek, Suzanne. <phone rings> Who's got the bell? <laughs> hey, Suzanne, good morning. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um,
5: I have a problem with the Rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it broke butt in the late spring. Um, like it always does, Mm -hmm. and the leaves have stayed about an inch in size. They haven't grown at all, Um, so I have all these little leaves all over the whole plant. It looks Mm. healthy, except for the leaves haven't grown.
3: How old is the plant? How long has it been there? Oh,
5: probably about five years.
3: And it's never done this before? It's It's
5: never done this before. It's always been healthy and loaded with blooms. Actually, I have a bloom that came out this morning. Oh so it's nice. Blooming much earlier than my other rose sharon's
3: too. Hmm. You know what I suspect? Are you the natural soil in your garden. Does it tend to be on the clay side? Oh yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. So okay, so you know what I'm suspecting is happening there. When we plant plants into a clay soil, what often happens is, is that we dig a beautiful hole and we take the plant out of the pot or whatever it came in. And when we plant it, we've, we've basically created a bowl because that clay soil, it, you know, we dig out and make this bowl and we drop our plant into it and everything's fine for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But... When it rains and it rains and it rains and it rains, the water tends to sit in that bowl that we've created. That clay soil does not drain very well. It's like a
2: vase, really.
3: Yeah, and I'm wondering if maybe that's what's happening this year that's different from other years, that that plant is just, it's soggy. Uh, It's
5: not in a low-lying area. It's actually, uh, it's up against the house. Uh, on the west side, mm-hmm. the corner of the house, and it actually dips down because there's a sidewalk um, mm. to the pool shed.
3: Right. So, it, so, so that's good, and that obviously will help. That you know, grading away from the house will mm-hmm. help slowly but surely. But but just keeping in mind that when the root ball went underground, the roots yeah. went perhaps into a bit of a, a water catchment area. Uh, it, it obviously sounds like it's alive. It's obviously flowering. You know, it's it's just acting a bit unusual this year. Yeah, very. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's what I suspect. Unless something else has happened in that area of the yard between last year and this year, you know, some uh, spill of some kind or, you know, something strange. But mm-hmm. I, likely not. It's more likely just an environmental impact this year of for the kind of wacky weather we're having.
5: Yeah, because I have another one um, probably 10 feet from it. Mm-hmm. and. It's growing great.
3: Yeah, it's perfectly normal. Yeah, Remember as well, too, that, you know, they're probably not the same plant. They're probably different colors. They're, yeah, they are. Yeah. This
5: one's a pink one.
3: Yeah, so the, because of that, we always see differences in growth habit and abilities mm-hmm. and vigor, et cetera. Uh, even though they're the same species, they are genetically different. And that sometimes some plants are just better than others to withstand what's going on around them.
5: So is this a sign that it's dying?
3: No, I don't think so. I think you'll find next year it's gonna be fine. I think it'll oh. it'll be it'll just be more normal next year. This year you're just gonna have some wackiness. Take pictures though. That's one of the things I think is really important for all of us is you know we have it's so easy to keep a garden journal now with digital cameras mm-hmm. because the date is right there for you you know you can take the picture you can write yourself a little note uh, what, why you took the picture if you if you want to and then you you track next year that That's same plant idea. same yeah. time frame mm-hmm. and you'll be able to do a bit of a comparison even if it means getting out of um, you know a piece of paper and a ruler and laying a, a leaf on on the paper and the ruler just to remind yourself of how small the leaves are this year and yeah. Uh, and then doing a comparison next year. I think you'll find this is a, an extreme year because of the moisture levels, and we're seeing some odd things.
5: Yeah, we certainly are. <laughs> but I, I mean, generally speaking, I'm pleased with my gardens. I've, I've won ten trillium awards. So good for you. I'm, Holy cow. I'm, thinking, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing you. something right. Yeah, well, it sounds uh, yeah. like it. But this uh, this one plant had me stumped this, this year.
3: Yeah, I, that's my best thought, you okay. know, is, is that that's what's going on this year.
5: Okay, then. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Suzanne. Suzanne. All right.
3: Thanks for Bye. calling.
2: The Garden Show from AM 740, broadcasting from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And I'm anxious to talk to George here, who hails from Iron Bridge.
3: We've had talked to George no, before. We,
2: yeah. Did I ask him where the heck Iron yes, Bridge did I? Yes, and it's way and up forgotten. there. Okay. It's like, he'll tell us. All right. George, where the heck are you?
3: <laughs> morning. Good morning.
8: <laughs> yes. Uh, did you get
3: the email? Uh, okay, so I'm, uh, I am of a pine tree. When did That's you hurting. email That's right. me? When did you email me, George?
8: Yesterday. Oh.
3: No, I'm trying to think. I looked at some photographs. No, I did not get it.
8: Okay. Not yet. Um, At any rate, I've planted a hedge of pine trees, and they're 10 feet apart, and Mm. i put in a dozen down one side of my property. Uh, I have a brown covering. Uh, Their things look to be about half an inch long. And they just seem to be killing the the whole pine tree. There is a bit of um, uh, spider web type webbing Mm -hmm. on it, but uh, it's not like a um, tent caterpillar. Uh,
3: So the little brown covering, that's like a little tiny cocoon, right?
8: It could be, yes.
3: And are needles missing? Like, do you see that some of the needles are either... Yeah,
8: the needles are really getting chewed up.
3: Okay, so you know what? I'm going to answer your email, uh, if not today, then tomorrow. So it's ironic. Okay, so what I think you've got going on... We were talking to Joyce in Newmarket about something chewing her rose leaves, and I told her it's a rose sawfly. You have a pine sawfly, which is same kind of thing. It's a little green larva that is difficult to see. They're very good at camouflage, these guys. They lie right parallel to the needles of the pine tree, so you, they're, they're not obvious, and they chew. They chew the needles right down to the nub, and then they move to the next needle, and they keep on chewing. It's a short time that they're around, though. When you see the little brown cocoons, it's because they've moved on to the next part of the life cycle. So I, I will get some specific information for you because you – how far north are you? Um,
8: well, just north of Lake Huron near Sault Ste. Marie. That's oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's up there.
3: Yeah, that's up there. <laughs> so is it considered zone four where you garden or so? Yeah, probably zone four yeah
8: i'm not sure zone 4 zone 5 yeah okay so
3: i'm going to um i'm going to double check and i'll answer your email in terms of what to expect what's your next best step because you're a little bit behind us so if they've you know moved <laughs> a on a lot behind no no i just meant weather-wise. <laughs> I, I
8: got 70 degree fahrenheit right now
3: okay. oh wow
2: that is a, a drop isn't it it's yeah. cool
3: yeah it's quite a bit cooler but yeah. you're so much closer to these big lakes it never gets as hot because of the cool lakes right mm mm-hmm. mhm but um so, well, I will, I will email you my best suggestions on what to do. Uh, and are you seeing this problem on all the pine trees or just a couple of them?
8: No, it's two or three of the dozen.
3: Okay. All right. And how tall are the pines right now?
8: They're only about three feet tall. Perfect, so you can
3: get at you can see clearly what's going on. Okay, okay, all right. Leave that with me, and I, like I said, I will answer your email. Thank
2: you very much for calling in, George. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Good to talk to you again. Stay here warm on the garden show, <laughs> and and it might be a good point in time since you were referring to emails, etc., to give you Charlie Dobbins' email address here at AM Seven Forty. So if you want to jot it down, it is C. Dot D O B B i n at m z media dot com and uh, that's Charlie will do her best to follow along okay and we have to follow along we're a little break uh, here and we're going to come back and have a chat with Mary who is in Pelgrave uh, meantime um, yeah I've, I think I've covered all the Stuff I need to cover during.
3: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, not I was, sure. was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. no, I wasn't really listening what? to you. So <laughs> You're kidding. right. You were drifting away on me there. <laughs> I know you saw me eyes oh, glazing over. No, I um I was just thinking like where were you during the big rainfall on Monday? Oh, I was in St. Catharines. And did you get the big no, rainfall? No, no. no we
2: were we were fully cognizant of what was happening though, boy. I, I our tell two you, sons who live here in town. There. They oh, yes. geez. It, my, it was a wall. In fact, of my, water. my oldest son. Calvin, as a cop and he was out that night oh I bet he was they were was, all they on were duty. busy. they yeah, yeah. were busy you know what was a scary part what? Uh, he, he yep. works in the uh, division 11 which is uh, Parkdale mm-hmm. and uh, he said he's heading for higher ground because mm-hmm. manhole covers were, were popping, popping yeah. right off yeah. and the danger is and I never thought about this before people walking down the street yeah. step right in the manhole and they're gone that's right and what a horrible And way it's to underwater. Go. See, that's yeah. the thing is,
3: people were driving through yeah. deep water, and they didn't, you know, the, you saw the car exactly. that went into the sinkhole on yeah, the 427. Yeah,
2: yeah. But you can actually, you know, go down a manhole and, hey, goodbye. Yeah, never
3: find your way back goodbye,
2: up. Goodbye, Charlie, as they say. <laughs> no, thanks for that. Yeah. But,
3: okay, where I was, I was at home. I was in my garden, <laughs> and uh, it was hot. It was humid. It was uh, sunny, shady, yeah. dead air, no movement. And then, you know, a couple hours went by, and my neighbors were out there yelling at me, why are you working so hard in this hot weather? Like, I got to grab the opportunity. I was <laughs> doing some garden renovation and uh and then it got a little grayer, a little darker, a little darker and the wind started to pick up. Well, at some point I actually looked up at the sky and went, "Oh my goodness, it was pure black yeah. coming from the North and not good. Not good. So, uh, I was, um, able to, uh, scramble for cover and, you know, grab my tools and equipment along the way. But it was, uh, kind of funny cause my son was out driving around with my car and called me for some reason. I said, honey, I can't talk now. There's rain coming. And he thought I was being a real mean mother for not talking to him. You know, what's a bit of rain. And then the rain hit and it was and a wall. And then he knew why you couldn't chat. Yeah. And, and my sweet husband was stuck on that go train for eight hours and, uh,
2: <laughs> oh man! It
3: was not fun for him. And, for and a he lot was on the people. one with the snake. He, exactly, right? he was on the car with the snake. So it's going to make a very good movie someday when he writes that screenplay.
2: Oh, oh <laughs> good for you. get going there, Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll be back with our callers in just a moment here at AM seven forty, the Garden Show.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Well, there we go. We're back again. Hey, Mary in Pelgrave, I understand you're a first-time caller. Is that right?
1: Yes.
3: Oh
2: Well, all right. Here we go.
9: Thank you. You've
2: got your wings. Okay.
3: Morning, uh, Mary. Okay.
9: My question is, I have, I think they commonly call it as a corn plant. Mm-hmm. that is almost 46 years old. Wow. It has gone up to the ceiling once again, and <laughs> normally when it gets up to the ceiling, I cut it off, and then I root that plant and plant uh-huh. it somewhere else. Yep. Seven years ago, in February, seven years ago, mm-hmm. this plant bloomed, and I didn't know it could bloom. Oh, yeah. It had an extremely long uh, white bloom that was like a cluster of grapes that mm-hmm. hung way down, and it was very fragrant. Yes. Can I get this to bloom again before I cut it off because it's at the ceiling now?
3: <laughs> okay, good question. So um, when you're calling it a corn plant, it's got gre- um, leaves that look a lot like corn. They're about four That's inches right. wide. They in, they um, sort of droop over. They're shiny green, kind of a bit of That's a right. stripey yeah. yellow in, in the leaves. They're all green. All green. Okay, so and it is the, – the trunk of this plant is uh, – how is it like a big um, – It's not a
9: thick trunk. They're just like skinny branches that go all the way up, and I've got them supported with big, long sticks. Okay. Now it's it's up to my 9-foot ceiling again, but I didn't want to cut it in case I could get a nice bloom, and I'd like to make it...
3: Bloom, and I don't pretty. know
9: what made it bloom the last time, but that's seven years ago now, ah. and it was so pretty and fragrant.
3: And it's due, I think, every seven years to bloom. Well, it is a dracaena. Seven years,
9: like it, the first time it bloomed was it was thirty eight years old. Mm-hmm.
3: So certain conditions came together for it to bloom. That's that's the trick with blooming with any of the, It's a tropical plant. Proper name is dracaena. Uh, and actually, I'm, I think it's Massagena is the species. But never I just
9: got the name from the grocery store. I think they had the same plants, and they yeah, had them labeled they, corn plants or something. That's
3: right. Yeah, they're commonly called corn plants. So when it blooms for you, it's like um, sometimes Sansevieria, or that one's also commonly called mother-in-law's tongue. That one will bloom too. And again, like you're saying, super fragrant, very amazing when they do oh, bloom. Very, very fragrant. So yeah. What? So your point is your question is what's the likelihood of it blooming? And that's a really good question. I don't know if I could give you the answer on that oh, over the radio. Oh, I thought
9: if I could stress it or something, because I've let it go as, as long as I can. Now it's it's got another couple inches to go, and then it's going to really hit the ceiling.
3: I know, and if you're going to do that cutting down and, and rerouting and transplanting, now is the time to do it. You don't want to wait till October to do that. Uh, you will not have as good a success in the fall as you will now.
9: Yeah, I've I've been doing that for the last forty five years. Yeah, just cutting it cutting it off when it got too tall and and rerooting it and, and either giving it away or putting it back into the pot. Yeah,
3: and have you ever done that cutting down in the fall or has it always been? Uh, you uh, know
9: what, I've never really paid much attention. attention. I guess when it got to the
3: ceiling, I cut it. Okay, well then you I'm know much what, much of a gardener. Yeah, no, that's fine. I would run with what you've done in the past. And um, have you? When was the last time you fertilized this plant? Uh, probably once a month or so. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah, don't do any more than that. And you're right, you can stress it a little bit by holding back on the watering. Uh, So instead of staying right on top of the watering, as you probably do, as soon as you think it's time to water, wait two more days before you do water. Uh, Do your regular amount of watering, but just try and add a couple of extra days in between. And And that... That's more. That's probably your best bet to try My and get it to, to flower.
9: Something like I didn't even see it the last time. I didn't even see that the blooms were happening until so it was sm- a big long.
3: Oh, smelled it, in a, yeah.
9: and the whole house was. Getting a scent from
3: it, like, well, like and that's a, a strong air freshener. And that'll happen again. That's, you won't see it coming. It'll be one of those, suddenly it'll yeah. be there. But, but that's how to get it happening is give it a little bit of stress by holding it back on the watering and don't fertilize.
2: Mary, the only suggestion I can make myself as a burgeoning uh, expert in gardening, um, raise your ceilings. By about two feet.
9: <laughs> I've thought about cutting a hole in the ceiling and moving it down into the living room. That's sunken and's got about twelve foot ceiling, but I can hardly move the plant anymore. Yeah, that's,
2: yeah, that's right. for sure. Well, thanks for the call and good luck with it.
9: Okay, thank, thank you. you. Okay. Let me okay. know if it blooms. Yes, right. please do. Thanks, Mary. Because yeah, it was very pretty when it bloomed. I'd like to see it happen again. Of before. course, yeah, yeah. Good story. Thanks. Wait, well, I can't wait another thirty eight years. I won't
3: be here. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, I, think, it'll I think you
2: will be. Forty five you, year old corn plant. Thank wow. You. Thank you. Interesting calls coming in. I don't think we have time for any more calls, do we? uh,
3: Well, I don't know. Did you want to tell us what you're going to do today?
2: what i'm going to oh yeah i'm coming back at uh, noon of course uh-huh. for uh, the diner and that's when the folks request uh, songs that they like to hear okay. got an interesting interview from one of our own uh, it, when i say our own mz media oh, yeah. uh, part of that? the family yeah. uh, i can't remember his name it's, oh. <laughs> it's on a sheep no but i haven't i haven't met the person as yet oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're up in a, a vacation area and uh, they're selling carp memberships at a really reduced price and oh, uh, oh yeah it's it's going to be kind of fun. That would be a good to.
3: job. I want that job. Me too. Go hang out at resorts and sell cart memberships? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but thank you very much. It's been a, a delightful morning. I mean, so many interesting questions I coming know. in. And from all over
3: the place. Yeah. We had yeah. calls from just way north, way and south, three, and everything in between.
2: three folks got the bell. bell. Yeah. Got the yeah. wings or the prowls. James Patrick Dooley, have yourself a wonderful day as well. And yes, by the indeed. way, James sticks around, you know. And yes, he does. And for my... Uh, Two hours, I'm on the air uh, from two, uh, 12 till uh, till uh, two. He does the weather forecasts at the half hour. Oh,
3: he is so oh, yeah. multi talented. I know, I know. I'm, the
2: guy's incredible. I'm, he really is. I'm just, he pays me ten bucks
3: to say, special. It. Hmm. We do appreciate James. Thank you for all your help. And yeah, don't worry about the spelling situation. We'll we'll work on that. <laughs> Burning bum, I love <laughs> it. Burning bum was good. <laughs> So, uh, yes, I'm off uh, to a garden tour tomorrow, uh, part of the Ontario Hardy Plant Society uh, group some special gardens are going to be open, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm off to a family pool party this afternoon, oh. so it's just busy, oh. busy. I'm telling you. Am I you. invited? <laughs> no, you're on air, baby. You're, oh, you're working.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Mm.
3: Oh well, okay. But uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you, thank you, Franklin. Couldn't do it without you. Oh,
2: the guys are in and are from uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Oh, all I thought they'd be go. down Alan at the indie
3: watching those cars. Yeah, they're yeah. probably
2: hidden there, knowing uh, knowing yeah, Allen and Dave.
3: Yeah, those loud cars. Oof, wouldn't want to live close to CNE exactly. today. Uh, all right. Well, thank you frank thank you pa- james patrick james patrick thanks to all our great callers and we'll see you all again next week
0: this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin heard every saturday morning at nine on zoomer radio the new am 740 this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin heard every saturday morning at nine on zoomer radio the new am 740